Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 194 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Chief Technical Officer at Open Value in the Netherlands. He focuses on Java, continuous delivery, and DevOps. And he is a Java champion, Java One rockstar speaker, and user group leader for the Dutch Java user group. He also loves to share his experiences by speaking at conferences, writing for the Dutch Java magazine, and helping out the DevOps for Kids, and Teaching Kids How to Code. So welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, Bert-Jan Schreiber. Thank you. So Bert, can you perhaps expand on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came into the tech industry? Yeah, I've worked most of my career as a software developer. I've studied computer science uh, at the University of Twente. And I basically rolled into software development because... A roommate of me started working at a company and he told me about the company and he asked like, wow, are you interested in working at the company? And I said, yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. And then half an hour later, I got an invite for the company to share my CV and and start an interview. And this all came true. And that's where I started working as a software developer. So first, I worked for about seven years at a company who was developing products internally. And later, I switched into a consulting role. And two years ago, I started uh, Open Value uh, with the goal to build a team of amazing developers who love what they do and who share what they've learned. Right. So, in terms of what Open Value does, you obviously got do quite a lot of speaking, and your focus is very much in Java, yeah. uh, continuous delivery, and DevOps. So, what do you do? How does the company work? We um, do uh, mainly software development and consulting for various clients throughout uh, the Netherlands. Uh, so we have a team of 25 people who do uh, projects for our clients. Uh, to give you examples, uh, one project we do is we help a startup in Amsterdam to provide accessible healthcare in Africa. So through the software we're building there, about 2 million people in Africa have access to uh, healthcare and, and can use money from uh, health insurers to, to get access to, to healthcare. So we like to work on kind of uh, stuff that, that does good for the community, but also uh, lots of like commercial companies uh, that we have in our portfolio. I mean, that's a great example of how technology can really make a difference um, to society. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of the DevOps for Kids, how did you get involved in that? Um, well, I've, I've been uh, speaking at conference for quite a while. And uh, one of the uh, bigger conferences in, in Europe is the DevOps conference in Belgium. And actually, um, uh, Stefan Janssen, so the founder of DevOps, uh, he set up a program called DevOps for Kids, where, where it's a goal of teaching kids to learn how to code. And uh, the company I was working for at the time, uh, JPoint, was organizing DevOps for Kids events in the Netherlands. So I started helping out there and we did a quite couple of big events, uh, one with the University of Amsterdam where we had 200 kids over for a day to learn, for example, programming with Scratch or uh, uh, working with Lego Mindstorms uh, or with hardware. Brilliant. And what sort of age ranges do you have in in that group? Uh, It's about, starts about... 10 and up. Uh, so t- typically kids at the end of primary school or the beginning of secondary school. Right. Excellent. Okay. So, Bert-Chan, can you perhaps tell us a career tip 
uh, one that the audience may not know and perhaps should? My main career tip is to engage in uh, tech communities. This, this has really shaped my career and also myself as a person. So my advice would be go visit local meetups, go visit events, conference, uh, learn, and, and uh, preferably even share what you learn. So, so go, go on stage. So looking back at, at my engagement for especially the NLJUC, the Dutch Java user group, every company that I switched to in the past 10 years was a company I met through the NLJUC community by going to events. So it's, it's a nice way of learning, meeting people, but also meeting new interesting companies. Because if a company takes time to share what they've learned at a meetup or something, then probably it's a company doing interesting things. Yes, no, that, that's very true. In terms of what you, you've you learned, um, obviously going to all these different conferences and hearing other people speak is a great benefit for you, but standing in front of people as well and sharing what you know presumably helps you to learn and focus what you do. Yeah, definitely. It happens uh, often that after a presentation, somebody approaches me and, and says like, yeah, I've been working on kind of the same thing. Uh, we run into this, do we have experience with this? Or maybe the, the problem you mentioned, we are solving this in this way. So it also helps you getting getting feedback on, on what you did and, and also learn new new stuff and, and learn new solutions. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so Bedyang, can you share with us your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Uh, yes, I, I think my worst career moment was when I was working at a company that built a product for insurance companies. And we were in the final stage of a really big project, the biggest project of the company so far. Uh, And we were working on the migration from the old system of the clients to our new system. So this was a system with about, uh, I think, 2 million insurance policies or something. So it was going from an old mainframe to our new super structured relational database. And the project was was difficult because we had to migrate lots of not so structured data into a real structured system and we were in so much of a rush that we didn't have time to automate things properly so it was a lot of manual labor going on and these these conversion runs would take ages uh, sometimes take 20 24 hours and we had only one weekend to do it when we went live so it was lots of hard working and and lots of pressure and the team was working days from from 8 a.m to 9 p.m and also the weekends and i noticed that that i was close to to getting burned out there so i was lucky enough to to recognize this and to kind of hit the stop button and say this isn't working out i'm I'm going to be be out here if, if we continue so what i learned there was try to to keep a good balance between um like work and life and um, what helped me was was kind of a little trick that I uh, learned. So I got myself a new watch. It was an imaginable watch. And whenever I would look at this imaginable watch, I could say, it's a screw this stuff o'clock uh, time, <laughs> which basically means that, you know, if, if you're done for the day, uh, it's always it's always good to, to, to take some time off and go home yes. to kind of recharge. So you're able to recognize when you were effectively done and your, your mental capacity had finished for the day. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was it was a, a big step for me to to recognize this and also to discuss this with with management and and they understood it. Although they were also in the crunch, but I I was like, if I continue doing this, then I'm going to be out of business uh, for for a couple of weeks or even months. So we need to do something now. Yeah, do you feel that was um, reflective of the culture that was in place at the time? No, I, I think not at all. The co- the culture was relatively uh, relaxed. 
uh, and people were typically just working from nine to five. But we were over our heads in this project, and it really needed to get done. Otherwise, probably the, our company and also the client will be in trouble. Right. Uh, so it was it was a moment, uh, but it was good for me to recognize that it wasn't working out too well. And can you perhaps share with us your IT career highlight or greatest success? Yeah, I think a highlight for me was uh, being recognized as a Java champion by the international Java community. So the Java champions are a select group of Java experts and thought leaders. They're only around 250 worldwide. And I was nominated by a group of existing Java champions because of my work for the Dutch Java community and my international speaking career. So it was a nice way of getting like international recognition for all the hard work and time I had put in, in kind of like evangelizing Java and, and, and uh, helping other people progress their careers uh, there. Yeah. Now, that's always great to be recognized. Do you feel as well that receiving those sort of awards um, opens you up to new opportunities? Well, a little, uh, but the thing is that uh, most people who kind of recognize, uh, well, let's say the value of an award like this are people that are already active in the Java community. Yes. And typically, if I'm in touch with clients for new projects, uh, some of them know about the program, mostly not. So it's mostly like if you're active in the community, then you know what it means and you're happy with it. It doesn't really get me like uh, crazy new projects that other people wouldn't get. Right, sure. But presumably it also enables you to have some sort of kudos in terms of being able to go to conferences and speak and and you know yeah, be recognized yeah. as an expert yeah 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 it, it helps you get get in at conferences easier obviously and this is mainly the, the thing with when you're building a career as a speaker the, the beginning is hard but once you've spoken like at a, at a couple of high profile international conferences then it becomes easier to to get in so Bajan, can you maybe tell us what excites you about the future of the industry and careers in it yeah, what I like about working in IT in the, in the current time is that with the current state of IT and especially the internet and cloud computing, uh, as a developer, when you're fairly broad, so so you know something about front-end development, back-end development, maybe a little about app development, maybe a bit about infrastructure, you can be able to build products that can change the world just by yourself. Take, for example, uh, Uber. If you're fairly broad in software development and know a bit about infrastructure and cloud computing, you could build a system like Uber just by yourself. And I find that amazing that, you know, especially cloud computing enables you to build projects where products where you can service uh, millions of users. Obviously, you would be burned out pretty quickly if you're running a company like Uber just by yourself. So you need skill. But in terms of technology and cloud infrastructure, you are able to build products that help millions of people. And that's what I what I really uh, like about the, the current state of IT and also the future. So is that really um, maybe the flexibility as well as the technology? Yes, uh, I guess. So one of my problems in IT is that I like everything. So yeah. I find everything interesting. <laughs> I, I like writing backend code, but also fiddling with Linux uh, servers. So I know I know a little about a lot of things. And if you're this broad, then it's uh, it's really easy to to use existing services and frameworks to to build something from scratch. For example, if you need to build a front end, then uh, you can uh, start up an Angular project and be started pretty quickly. If you want to build a back end, you can take Java and Spring, and you're up to speed pretty quickly. If you need to host it somewhere, you can go to AWS or Google Cloud and and build a scalable infrastructure there pretty quickly. Yeah. If you look back like 10, 15 years, you would first need money, then order servers, then wait then screw them in a data, data center somewhere, and you would need to make the investments up front. Now you can just start with paying 10 euros a month uh, and scaling when the number of users scale. 
Yeah. So the, the, as you said, the ability to deliver quickly, scale, you know, all the benefits that have come about in the last maybe sort of five to 10 years uh, in terms of you know, cloud in particular. Yeah, that's good. Okay. And we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Sure. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I think it started uh, fairly early. We had a Commodore 64 computer at home, and I was experimenting with this when I was maybe seven or so and kind of learned how to program it a little. And then I, I really got a feel of using a computer to create stuff and, and make it do what you want it to do. So I think that's where my first interest in, in making computers do what I want them to do uh, was, was sparked. Uh, and it was fairly natural for me to to go do study computer science uh, after secondary school. So I think it started really early. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? I think the best advice is to find a job where you have fun. If you're having fun, then success will follow. Uh, if you're not having fun and you're working maybe somewhere in in a place where, where you're not enjoying yourself, where you can't develop yourself, then you'll then success will be very hard to have. As long as you're enjoying what you do then all the rest will follow from there. So find something where you can work in a fun place, where you can learn with, with great people, uh, and then success will come by itself. Yes, agreed, yes. Um, and on the flip side of that, what is the worst career advice you've ever received? I think when I first switched from from working at a company that was building uh, products internally, when I first switched to consulting, People were telling me, don't do it, you will get boring projects, you will be treated as a resource, and you'll have lots of travel time. And I would say that this was completely wrong, although it depends on the consulting company you work for. Uh, typically, larger companies have, have trouble finding amazing assignments. I was lucky to find a, a small company that really understands the importance of having awesome projects. And if you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? I think I would go into consulting earlier than, than I did in my current career because you learn a lot faster if you regularly switch between projects. Uh, so I, I tend to, to work on projects for a year, maybe max two years, and then go do some com- something completely different. So the, the more different situations you see, the more different technologies you touch, the more different people you work with, the faster you progress. So I think I've learned about uh, twice as much in, let's say, the seven years I did consulting than in the seven years I did before. Yeah. And of course, um, you obviously touched on earlier the fact that you were working in the insurance sector. Um, You presumably had exposure to various different industry sectors as a result of working for a consultancy. Yeah. And that's what I like about working in technology and especially working in consultancies, that you get to see lots of different companies from the inside. Because once you're familiar with, with technology, then you can work for lots of different companies. So I've worked for commercial companies, fintech, uh, government, education. So it's nice to see all these companies from the inside and kind of see how they work. Yeah, exactly. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Well, I started the company two years ago. So currently my main objective is to make OpenValue the best Java shop in the world. Yep. Uh, so, so I see myself as I'm currently working for the 25 people that work at OpenValue. So, so my job is to help them progress in their careers and to learn and to do great stuff and work on awesome assignments. Yes, excellent. Good. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I think my career really got up to speed once I started uh, with public speaking. 
So I started sharing stuff at, at, at in-company sessions and then at local meetups and then at conferences and then at international conferences. And through these speaking engagements, I've met a lot of amazing people at conferences and meetups and got connected to people that otherwise I wouldn't get into touch with. So I think getting out there and, and just sharing what I've learned has really helped me progress in terms of learning, but also in terms of meeting interesting people and meeting interesting uh, companies. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? I think IT is a very fast-moving landscape, so I I try to keep learning. So I try to read a lot of blogs, follow interesting people on Twitter, visit events, uh, just to to keep up to speed with with all developments that are uh, going on. Because once you stop learning, then you also stop progressing, and I, I think it also stops the fun in the RT. What I like about stuff can be completely different in two years from now, but you do need to invest in, in keeping up with this. Yes, you do. Absolutely. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, well, I try to uh, spend as much time as possible with my uh, my family uh, because jobs come and go, but your family stays. And especially since I'm often uh, away in the evening at events or away for a conference abroad, whenever I'm, I'm, I'm home, I try to spend as much time as possible with, with my family. Bertrand, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Working in IT is uh, at least as much about people as it is about technology. So show interest in others, have empathy, yep. and be likable be approachable and get stuff done together. Yes, agreed. I think it's all all about being able to work with people um, and particularly with things like DevOps and, and Agile approaches. It's all about how a team comes together and works effectively, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly about um, wanting to learn all the parts uh, of a project and not just your little world and, and wanting to be responsible together with a team to get kick-ass software out there to your end users. Yes, And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? I uh, spend way too much time on Twitter. Uh, So connecting with me on Twitter is a good good way. Uh, You can find me on at BJ Schrijver. Uh, If it's too hard to understand and to type, uh, at OpenValue would direct you to me uh, too on Twitter. Bertjan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you. As always, my thanks go to my guest on today's show. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. I also want to thank you for your continued support. It's always great to hear from listeners, particularly when they have suggestions about potential guests or ways to improve the show. And this was one of the reasons for creating the new IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. I'm really excited about taking the podcast forward and I hope that you'll continue to support and listen to the show as it continues to change and evolve. Thanks for listening and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.